The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. We're here each and every week, and we are talking horses, we're talking winners, and we're having a whole whole lot of fun. A whole lot of fun, and thank you for tuning in. Winning Ponies continues to be red hot. I know. What are you going to do? You might as well just go ahead and jump on the bandwagon. Jump on the bandwagon. Check it out yourself, because it's definitely worth your time. There are over $5 million and growing in the exotic payoffs. This is something you want to be a part of. So I'm sitting here, I'm watching... TVG as we speak right now. You could be betting on track, online, but have your winning ponies data in front of you, and you could be drawing down some of the some of the hidden value. Speaking of that, I picked up a few hidden value plays this week. Normally, my capping's good. I, ha- I have to give myself an overall grade of good. Everybody likes to pump themselves up and say, I'm better than this, or, you know, maybe I'm, you know, you get a few people that say, well, maybe I'm not as good. Well, you know, my cabin's pretty good. In this info, it helped me, it helped me make some scores that I normally wouldn't have. And, you know, there's, there's plenty of people that sit together regularly at the track, and they don't believe in outside data. You know, this the old read and play method, you know, just kind of read and shoot. You know, that's kind of a, kind of an outdated program. It's kind of like reading a, a manual for pro football six weeks before they actually play. A lot of things happen. Winning Ponies allows you to adapt and prepare by the minute. By the minute. It stepped up my game. And for what I thought I was pretty good as a handicapper, it made me better. And I keep track of my plays, and, and I'm pretty pleased with my predictions and how they have helped me. But, hey, don't be calling me Friday night. Do not call me Friday night. I'm playing on an online contest. I love them. Hollywood Park, I'm going to be playing in it. I'm either close or no cigar. There is no in-between ground for me, none, zero. I'm either close, top two or three, or I'm out because that's my contest philosophy. That's a whole other chapter. But if you ask any other contest players, I bet they feel exactly the same. But that's going to be on Friday night. It's tomorrow. Can't wait. I better do some handicapping. Better draw down my data. You can bet I'll be doing it at work tomorrow, but just don't tell the boss. What's happening tonight? We're going to have a recap of last week's racing action. The Biggins. News from around the wide, 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 wide world of racing. Special guest this week is Blue Collar Trainer. 
from the Kentucky-Ohio circuit, Mr. Matt Kordenbrock. I always venture out and say, these guys are one of the nice guys because they actually are. I've met so many great people in racing. This guy is just one of the good fellas. And when you hear him talk, you're going to know. You're going you're to know that he speaks from the heart. He works with his head and his hands. He speaks from his heart. And I don't think the word fib, lie, or deceive is in his vocabulary. Definitely looking forward to having Matt Cordenbrock aboard. As I said, we're going to be talking about many things. But let me give you a quick recap of the sheets. They're easy to use. Track conditions, turf changes. You can change it right up. Rainstorm comes about. The old sheets are somewhere else. They didn't take that in consideration 48 hours ago when they printed them up. Expansive, complete PPs, just like you'd have in the, the form or, or your program. They have expansive, complete PPs, complete with all works, changes, speed ratings for the last three races and today, which, which means the race that they're facing today, a turf number as well, special notations, the plus, the double plus, which I've never lost on a double plus symbol yet. Monster works. First Blinkers has, has improved. I, I really like that one. Has improved. I can read it and say, yeah, yeah. It, I, it, but sometimes I don't take it as far as I should. And this kind of tips me off here. First time Lasix. As a player of any caliber, you know that first time Juice is always a big time runner. All selections are tiered so you can reach in and pull out whatever info that kind of fits your wagering plan. So it's all up to you, and that's what Winning Ponies is all about. But before we get started, let me get a, let me get a little bit of recap of what's happening this week. This is a big weekend. Saturday, July 11, two tracks, endless possibilities. The Summit of Speed at Calder Casino and Racecourse, featuring $550,000 plus stakes races. $350,000 Grade 1 Princess Rooney Handicap, $350,000 Grade 2 Smile Sprint, all graded stakes pick four. That's a Calder. Some of the speed, we're going to be talking about that later in the final furlong that you can bank on. And then Arlington, Arlington Million Preview Day, featuring four $200,000 plus stakes races, a $150,000 guaranteed graded stakes turf try, a $100,000 all-stakes pick four. That is some big shooting at a couple of my favorite tracks. And then, as if it weren't enough, on Saturday, can I get a loan? $350,000 guaranteed pick four Belmont. Whew, loving it. Got a whole lot of action this weekend, so you're going to need to Tap on into Winning Ponies, and you're going to need to get yourself prepared and get yourself locked and loaded and ready to go. Looking forward to it big time. Got some, some sorryful news, surprisingly sorryful news. Keeneland finds sponsor, which is good, trims stakes purses. Keeneland has a new sponsor for the Grade 1 Breeders' Futurity, but the economic climate led by the Kentucky Racetrack to reduce fall stakes purses by 275000 officials said June 9th. The $500,000 futurity for two-year-olds has been sponsored by Lane's End Farm. This fall, it will be called the Dixie Anna Breeders Futurity. Mr. and Mrs. William Shively own Dixie Anna Farm. 
Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Shiloh, for bailing us out. And then when I say us, that's the industry. 16 of the fall meets, 19 stakes are graded, including the $500,000 Queen Elizabeth Challenge. Total fall stakes purses were reduced as followed. Thurbit Club of America reduced by 50000 The Woodford on the turf, 25000 The Bourbon on the turf, 75000 The Perryville, presented by Budweiser, select 50000 The Bryan Station goes down 25000 The Sycamore on the turf, 25000 The Rudin Riddle Dowager on the turf, 25000 For those that thought they were actually kind of playing around, when you see a track like Keeneland making these moves, it's for real. It's for real. And a little later on, we have our special guest in the house. You're going to hear a real man who's actually putting his nose to the grindstone each and every day. He's up at 3 in the morning. He's making it happen. And then you're going to hear what a real horseman is actually about. He trains on the Kentucky and Ohio circuits. No, he's not D. Wayne Lucas. No, he's not Bob Baffert. Those fellows, they, they work in a few other areas. This is an area that uh, it's tough to, with surrounding competition, it's tough to make a buck. And Matt Cordenbrock's going to shed a little light on that. Looking forward to speaking with him. Recapping last week, the 4th of July weekend, as usual, featured a slew of races that will go a long way toward shaping this week's, this year's, wow, Fall Breeders' Cup. Can you believe it? We're already talking Breeders' Cup. We're already talking Breeders' Cup. The five dollar, the five, the five million dollar classic dry martini. Maybe I need a few of those. Was next last turning for home? And Saturday's four hundred thousand dollar suburban at Belmont. Patient handling by Edgar Prado makes his way through horses and celebrates in the final sixteenth and wins by two over Asiatic Boy. Loved Asiatic Boy. Oh, by the way, I keep track very little of this close, but gave out ten. I had three wins, three seconds, a third, one-fourth, and I believe two outs. One of the outs stumbled badly. Not to pat myself on the back, but, hey, I was just like you. I was doing my homework. Also, for the $3 million turf, Precious Passion ran his own race through most of Saturday's $750,000 United Nations stakes. And Monmouth leading by 20 lengths down the backstretch. Six-year-old Roy Anthem gelding turn for home. And was two lengths clear of his closest challenger, Loaro, under the wire. Congratulations. Very nice run there. Prepping for the $3 million turf. $2 million Emirate Airline Philly and Mare turf. Gossip Girl shipped in from the East Coast to win Sunday's $700,000 American Oaks. Very nice indeed. $2 million turf mile strawberry tart. Wore down Shahan in deep stretch. And captured Friday night's $100,000 flawlessly stakes. Gotta love that. Here's one I gave out. Loved it. Bet it. Mr. Sidney sat behind the early pace on Saturday's $150,000 Friar Carker at Churchill Downs, came four wide in the stretch, and validated his favorite status by winning off by a length and a half. Not too shabby. Not too shabby, I should say, indeed. Monterey Jazz opened up a big lead in Saturday's $150,000 American Handicap and hung on. Closeout rallied from the last of five to win Sunday's $100,000 Locust Grove Handicap for Phillies and Mares at Churchill Downs. What a, what a way to close out the meet by having a horse called Closeout Win. The $2 million sending in Sprint, Zensational, jumped out to an early lead to win 
Sunday's $300,000 triple brand handicap. Munnings stalked the pace in Sunday's $200,000 Tom Fool handicap at Belmont. Got through at the rail. Wins by two and a quarter lengths. Riley Tucker. Bob Baffert was out in New York. Seldom we see that one. Bullet Bob's there. You better buckle down tight. It's time to head out to our first break. When we return, we're going to be talking to one of the good guys in racing. The one, the only, Mr. Matt Kordenbrock. And you're going to hear it here in the one and only place on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's got Tough the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking your time each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. Second segment each week, we have on a special guest, and this week is no different. We are pleased and honored to have on up-and-coming trainer and one of the good guys in racing, Mr. Matt Cordenback. Matt, are you there? Yes, sir, I am, Ed. Matt, thanks for taking time away from your busy schedule to join us and uh, kind of enlighten us and uh, let us know what it's like uh, for... For the guy that, that I like to call you the blue collar man, now, you know, uh, you, you got your bullet bobs out there who wear their their I guess their jacket and their jeans and their white shirt and their sunglasses and your D Waynes and the guys with the white hats, but the blue collar guys I think are always the best best people we can actually get a gauge on what's happening in racing. But thank you very much for taking your time. Well, thank you for having me, Ed. You know, we we've been talking and you know we've been passing each other at the races for for quite some time. 
Matt, I've never asked you, and maybe you can let our listeners know, what drew you to horse racing? Was it something you wanted to do, or was it a family tradition for you? Well, I guess you could classify it as a family tradition, but it was kind of weird. My dad just walked in off the street one one day and bought a thoroughbred. I was just a kid. <laughs> and uh, started coming out on the weekends because I was young was going to school and started coming out on the weekends with him because he was working a full-time job supporting the family. So we was typical come out on the weekends, see our horse, and I just fell in love with him and kind of knew then. I'm going to, this is what I want to be or do. I didn't know what at the time, but it was going to be involved with horses. Actually, uh, early on, we thought we were going to be a professional football player. Well, you know, as a kid, everybody, I think they pick out that sport that they kind of excel in. And I had a decent high school career and went to college. And that, that crossed my mind. But as you know, Ed, that's a different league. You have to be real big, fast, and I was lacking some of them qualities. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, you know, I, I don't give uh, give you too much mouth because I'm I'm afraid one I, I don't have enough big lead on you. You could catch me, and when you catch me, there could be real trouble at hand. But you know, my, my son's actually in the sports. He's actually into Wii and uh, PlayStation too. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's about that's, as far as, as, far that's as we count. I say, well, I can't work in things at all. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I think it, it, it just outsmarts guys like uh, yeah. just the average guys like us. The kids are so much ahead of us. But oh, you know, Matt, over the years, I've, I've found I've, me on them things. Oh well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to send my son to your house. Maybe we can sucker you into a dollar bet or something. Well, you probably will be able to do that, Ed. <laughs> over the years, I, I've I've seen you do about every job on the track. And when I when I talk about the blue collar man in racing. And by no means is that anything disparaging or a negative or a black eye. It's probably one of the highest honors because you know the game from the inside and out. What are some of the neat jobs that you've actually done in racing? Well, I think personally they were all neat because it involves horses. So, I mean, when you love horses, every job you do is neat. But, uh, you know, as a kid starting off, you, you did the bottom things. I was a gopher for a long time, go get this, go get that. And then you work your way up to working with the horses, actually. And uh started robbing horses, working with my dad, learning the tricks of the trade. And then started a job I really, really enjoyed before I started training. I enjoyed working that starting gate. It was just fun and met a lot of great people, people I work with, trainers, owners, jocks. Handled some real nice horses over the years I worked the gate, but I, I really liked that job. You had to be fearless. I mean, you're climbing in to a place. I mean, and you're not a small man. I mean, you're you're not hefty. You're you're a big man, and you're climbing into a small locale, and you're handling a fourteen hundred pound animal that's actually basically in their mind they're plugged in somewhere. I mean, they're just not like a riding horse. They're electric, and you're in there and. You're fearless. You have to have you have to have ice water running through your veins. Well, you know, I guess it, you say it that way. Yes, you do. But you know, when you're in there and you you just with the horse, you love the horse. You don't even really give all that stuff a thought. You know, it's kind of like a professional athlete. You know, you kind of got a job to do, and you do it. And you don't think about the repercussions or what could or if could happen. You know, you just get in there and. It does take a little technique, uh, like you're saying, to position yourself in that starting gate because it's it's a tight 
squeeze with you, the horse, and a jock, and a little. I call it used to call it the bird cage. <laughs> I'd call it the scary cage. Uh, well, first off, I don't know if I could get up in there, and I've, secondly, I don't know if I'd want to get up in there or have the guts. But you know, it's it's very important that the horses actually come out, everyone come out, and, and be prepared. And to have the assistant starters, you always wonder when you're at the track and you just kind of take it for granted that they're all just going to pop out. But, I mean, you ready them, you allow the jock, you know, to, to make last-minute adjustments, last-second adjustments, per se. And right before the official starter pushes that button, I mean, your job in the starting gate is one of the most important. It actually ensures racing's, you know, uh, integrity that, that everyone comes out to a fair beginning. Well, you are... Right about that. I mean, there's a lot of races won and lost over there, and, you know, you have to have them, the rider and the horse and everybody prepared for the best opportunity. And some, and when it works out, it's great. Sometimes it doesn't, and that's not good. No, it, it, it's it's never good when, when anyone... Uh, when anyone doesn't get, uh, when they feel like they don't get their fair shake. In the public's eye, especially when there's gaming involved, gambling, or anyone betting a dollar or two dollars, they want every every possible angle. They want to know that uh, they're, they're in capable hands such as yours, that, you know, that uh, this is just one of the many things that you've done in racing. And, Matt, I have to ask you, as purses are tough to win, you and your wife work full-time businesses. You know, your wife, Connie, has an embroidery business that specializes in racing silks, hats, jackets, and everything racing. And does she does she assist you in the barn even as well? Yeah, she helps me a ton. If it wasn't for her, I'd be totally chaos lost. I mean, <laughs> she works her butt off in her business. And if I get in the pen, she's right there, Johnny, on the spot to help me and she basically organizes me, Ed. I mean, because you know, is that there's more to training racehorses than the horses themselves, and that's her. She's great at organizing things, files, papers, basically being organized. And she's a good horseman. I had her work her butt off up there for a while, and she's a good groom. She's just a good horse person. But without her, I'd be lost. It's a real skill when you talk about rubbing horses of getting to know horse flesh, you know, a, a, someone that's actually versed and, and they know what they're actually doing, they can feel and they, they can feel that filling in there in, in, in an ankle. They know what, when it's hot, when it's not. They know when things are touchy. And it's kind of like uh, you're, you're kind of feeling your child's head for a fever. They're, they're your babies, per se. And you're the caretakers. And, you know, when you have somebody that's close in your life and you have a, you have a great partner, and she does an excellent job in her business, which I always tease her. I said, that's my, that's my dress-up hat, the Cordenbrock Racing Stables hat. Right. Is my dre- that's what I wear when I get up. That's when I dress up, buddy. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> it's, hey, trust me, a, a big man wearing a hat, it is nothing but a giant billboard. And, and I was teasing Connie. I said, that's my dress-up hat. She said, well, I'll have to get you another one. And I said, you know, that's, that's what I wear when I, when I hit the town. So that just tells you about my life speed right about there. But it's great to know that some of the best trainers, from top to bottom, they credit their assistants and the many people that surround them. I don't think I've ever heard anyone ever actually just say, well, I've done it all. I did it all from yo to go. They always have a great story of someone that was actually behind them. Oh, well, I think that's pretty much in any business you get in, you know, 
but like with me, I got to credit my father. He pretty much taught me everything. And in this game, you never know everything. You learn every day something different or something new. And nowadays, there's a lot of different technology and new technology and stuff. But you're 100% right. I always say you're only as good as your people. And I have great people. I have my wife and my staff, excellent people. I have a girl, Kelly Sahosa, has been with me for, oh, probably six, seven, eight years. And if I'm out of town shipping somewhere to run at, I don't have to worry about my outfit. It's probably getting run better if I was there. <laughs> you know, th- that is that is the leader of any any business, from, from throwing papers to the banking industry to cars to, to whatever it may be that they credit the people that actually uh, that actually take care of uh, the behind the scenes and they credit them first that's the mark to me of a consummate professional and mad that that's when i keep alluding to blue collar worker going after what you want and at three in the morning when you're up i mean three in the morning i didn't know there was such a thing as three in the morning except if i was coming in late but three in the morning have you ever had a second thought about what you're doing that maybe you should be doing something else no, you know, I can honestly say, Ed, no, I never have. I mean, don't get me wrong, three in the morning's early. You like to lay in bed and sleep, but no. I jump up out of bed. I'm happy to get out of bed and go to work because, you know, when I say work, I don't really consider this work. I love this. This is a passion. This is, I would do this for nothing. I mean, so it's not really work. And three o'clock in the morning to me is the best time of day. It's quiet, it's peaceful, it's I love it. I have to ask you, now, this is from the wagering public standpoint. Now, I, I try to kind of balance it out, you know, what I like, what you like, you know, a little bit about you. So we, we know what a blue-collar man's all about, and we know that your love of racing and the integral part that your father played and having the boss, Connie, with you that, uh, that actually that keeps you, uh, you know, fit as a fiddle and ready to go. But for the wagering public, when they make their way down to the paddock, what should they be looking for as horses are being saddled? Are there any bad signs that we should look for? Well, personally, I think it's all individual on people. But what I look for is naturally, I don't want to see a horse, it's ringing wet, you know, when it's not a real, real hot out or just a nervous wreck or just basically kind of giving you signs that he doesn't like what he's getting ready to do, you know, just acting silly or unruly. I, I don't like seeing that. I like, to me, a professional is kind of knows it's going over there what their job is and they're going over to do it. I look for that personally. You know, I've, I've always, uh, I was pointed out early on uh, of a kidney sweat. If it's not really uh, a, a really brutally hot day, explain about a kidney sweat and, and the fluid loss there. Well, if it's not a real, real hot day, I mean, they're athletes. And I think you could ask any athlete from not a whole baseball to professional, you're going to get a little nervous and you're going to sweat a little bit just because of nerves. And horses know what they're over there for. So I think what you asked me there is I think that's just your common little bit of nerve sweat knowing what you're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like, kind of like uh, getting a little bit of underarm sweat before you go into the meeting with the boss then. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess correct. that might be a kind way of putting it. You know, if I had to have a meeting with a boss, I, I might get a little damp under the arms every once in a while. Right. But right. racing racing in many states, Matt, is suffering. 
There's a need for growth and a new stream of revenue and money to allow hardworking families to make a living such as yours. What are your feelings about the future of racing? Well, my feelings on the future of racing, is right now, as you and I are talking right now, we're in trouble. And then when I say we, I pretty much mean the states, but you and I are located here around Kentucky and Ohio, and, you know, we're hurting. We're going to need some help. And for somebody like me at the level I'm at right now, this can pretty much wipe me out because it's hard to get your clients, your owners, have them pay you X amount of dollars a day and kind of go over there and try to make a living. If they win a race, they're not even making maybe enough to pay you and some of the bills. So it's, it's, it's hard to ask somebody to do that and get in this game, and then that reflects back to us because, uh, you know, the bottom line is whatever you do, you, you're trying to make a living or a dollar, and there's just no dollars here. We need help. You know, you brought up so many, so many wonderful points from a man who's in the game and on the Kentucky-Ohio circuit, and right now both states are in need of help. And, and help not, not six months from now, not a year right now. Now. And, 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 and it's, the light is blinking. And, you know, as you said, I would get out of bed at 3 in the morning to do it for free. Now, we have to make a living. We have to support our families. And, and, I, and I think if I've never seen a point, read about a point, or heard about a point where racing has ever been. It's like a boxer who's been giving the standing aid against the ropes. And, and I think right now we're sucking wind, and we, and we need some help, and we need, we need it right away. And, and I have to ask you, you know, with, with, this, with this in line, you know, the possibility of this, you know, uh, choosing another profession, it, it has to be scary about this time. Oh, it scares me to death, Ed. I mean, because I pretty much dedicated my, oh, I have dedicated myself to this business. And I'm up in that age now where, you know, if, if this was to fall out from underneath me, I'd be honest with you, I don't know what I would be able to do or could do. So it, scare, it scares me to death. You know, I lay in bed at night sometimes thinking, what if, what am I going to do? And it's a scary thought, so I try not to think about it, but you, you have to think about it, you know? You're, you're right. You're, you're a family man, and you've got more at stake than just yourself. Uh, I, I, I lay awake with the same thoughts, and not just for myself, for the many others. You know, for for the for the sport we both love, you can hear it in your voice that that it's a sport that you love and you embrace, and oh, I, and one that I you totally would be love it. And I, I don't think that I don't think that there's ever been a wasted moment with a blue collar trainer. And when I say that, that's a badge of honor that actually you toil in day in and day out. You're kind of the Rocky Balboa of the, of the horse racing industry. You make the game go on. And, you know, you're, you're giving the care of so many animals that depend their entire lives on you. And you brought up so many wonderful points about owners that need to make money so they can, you know, uh, establish and, and maybe make a living and or at least pay for what their, what their entertainment dollars are, are out there for. And you can make a living. The jockeys can make a living. The ancillary folks that, that are in racing, they're, the people that bring in the hay, the straw, the feed, there, there are so many people that this affects. But this is, a, this is something that we need to examine, and whoever is out there listening, if they can actually just take it in and take it into heart that there are people like Matt Cordenbrock at all that in his barn, the Cordenbrock Racing Stables, that actually 
you know, need help and need help right now. And there's, there's, many, more, there's many more families out there that are fighting the same battle. Matt, I have to ask you something here. As a man on the ground floor of racing, do you have any advice for a man or a woman who wants to make this their livelihood? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, it's just like you and I were told. You, you get in this business, you better love it because uh, the re- rewards are good. But I'm going to tell you, when you're at starting off, unless you're just lucky and handed, handed a bunch of real nice horses, you're going to take some bumps and some serious hits. You better have the passion of the game, better love what you're doing, and be. And if you do have a spouse, a wife, or a husband, somebody's going to ride the hard times out with you because there's a lot of hard times, and you better be able to take the hits. But the bottom line is if you love it, you work through that. You can't wait till the next day to fix a problem. Or if you're on a good roll, continue that good roll. It's a tough game. I will, I'll be honest. It's a tough game. We hear it in your voice, and we, we've heard you say it more than once, you know, giving credit to your, your staff and, and, most importantly, your wife, Connie. Matt, on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule away from your personal life to be with us to enlighten us about the blue-collar life and, and really what makes racing go round. Thank you, and, and best of luck, and hopefully we'll be seeing you in the winter circle soon. Well, I want to thank you for having me on, and I want to thank you and people like you for shows like this. It's brain racing the people. And I want to also comment on on your race calling at River. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> well, they, they turned it over to a great fellow named Pete Aiello. I oh, yeah? got to do it for a month, but I'll tell you what, no one ever made his job easier than having a bad guy do it. But, Matt, thank you so much. You're, you're very kind. Okay, thank you, Ed. Have a great evening. That's from Matt Cordenbrock, nice guy of racing, blue-collar worker, and family man who loves racing and one of the many, many people that that are hinging on the efforts and of uh, the legislators that uh, and their decisions in racing. Well, you're going to want to stay tuned for more Winning Ponies as the real race caller at River Downs, Mr. Pete Aiello, the eye in the sky, and the guy who is red-hot handicapping will be joining us during our next segment. So stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Leave the bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you a wildfire survivor? Do you need help but don't know where to turn? SoCalHelp.org is a place you can go to get immediate help with food, shelter, important medications, and start getting your life back on track. Get help now with insurance, legal issues, and find professional help like doctors and counselors. You can also connect with other survivors and people who can help. For the answers and support you need to rebuild, visit SoCalHelp.org. What? 
can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. There was this house that was almost saved from a fire that was almost put out by people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. We just finished up with Matt Cordenbrock. Great interview, great guy. Wish him nothing but the best in racing and the best in life. What a true, one of the true, really good stories. You can tell the love just just in his voice. He really loves it. Speaking about the love in the voice, there is a man that is holding right online here, and he's got the golden voice. He's the eye in the sky. He's the handicapper that makes you rich if you write him down. Mr. Pete Iello. Good evening, Pete. Good evening, Ed. How are you today? I am spectacular, sir. And uh, Matt, Matt uh, said I did a terrific job. I, I almost wanted to steal it so bad, but you know, I, I just I just couldn't because uh, it, it just you know, Mom told me not to fib. And uh, there's there's a there's a there's a really good guy up there who's got one heck of a future. And being you, young man, being you. And uh, well, the, you, you the question I have for Matt is: I wonder if uh, now that he knows that you're not calling the races, if he still means what he said. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's the beautiful thing about it. You know, I, I think he does. I, you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, first off, I, I don't know if you want to tangle with Matt. I mean, he's, he's as big as a house. And, and, uh, and secondly, he's about as honest as a day is long. So I, I, I don't think he would care who is. I think he dislikes him. And I definitely know that uh, I get involved in it. And uh, you actually called a race with a, a loose horse. And, you know, you gave a commentary as they're going around, you know, where the loose horse was. I mean, most people just, you know, he's out there just galloping along and and you're letting him know if the loose horse interfered i mean it's it's nice to know well you know the thing with that loose horse was it was unlike a lot of other race calls you know like you say if if they get loose and run near the outside you're really they're really a non-issue but uh, i could tell from the start that this horse was uh, going to be a problem uh they went to the turn there and a couple of jockeys you know they're not uh they're not really uh asking their horses for their best early on because they're trying to avoid the loose horse Loose horse kind of night between traffic going down the backside. A couple of guys took up. Some of the back markers dropped a little bit farther back. You know, and these are things that people should know, you know, with their betting horses that are on or near the lead. 
Um, you know, and the jockeys too. You know, uh, Vernon Bush and Perry always tell me that they can hear a lot of what I say from about the three eighths home, while it was just about the three eighths when the horse was uh, coming up behind them. You know, and you know, unless these guys take a peek behind them, they just think it's another horse back there. You know, maybe ask their horses a little too quick. Or so I was just trying to be informative for everybody involved. You know, for a trip handicapping standpoint, that's something you're not going to read the racing form. Sure. And for for those on track that actually follow the circuit. I mean, if you're if you're trying to read the racing form, you're going to get a lot of information to a certain degree. But if you're following the circuit, especially as yourself, and you right. really go into the small nuances, I'll tell you what I picked up on many things. You know that you would have not. And and when you made the announcement, you didn't draw in attention to it. You just let the public know more information. And I thought that was super. I, I just uh, kudos to you because actually I've heard very very few announcers ever really even touch on it. Well, uh, you know, I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit, too. Uh, the top two horses were the two that I had in the race, so I was kind of, uh, you know, not pre-consumed with them, I don't think. You know, I've listened to the replay a couple times, but at the same time, there was some interest on my part as to just uh, whether the loose horse was going to interfere with their chances or not. <laughs> well, Pete, you held it down really well. There's there, there's announcer, and I no names ever to be spilled out, but I can always tell when this announcer on, on one of the bigger Kentucky circuits actually has a wager. Because, well, uh, uh, <laughs> that, it's actually interesting. Me and a couple of the ballots and a couple of my friends that listen uh, – I play a game. They they call up to the booth after a race when they think that I've bet on the winner. And I told them, and I told them that any time they call and they're right, then I'll stop betting for you know a week or two weeks or whatever. Um, needless to say, I haven't had to stop betting. They've been old for uh, seventeen the last two years. So you call, as long you call as, a fair as race people and still that's, that's think that I'm calling the race fairly and without bias, that's all I'm shooting for. And in fact, you you do shoot for that. Speaking of shooting. How about your handicapping? Uh, what has this been about? Week number six you've called in. How you been doing? Well, last week, actually, we gave out an $11 winner. I'd like to say that it's the first winner that I've given out uh, on winning ponies that I actually made a good quite a bit of money on. You know, I've, it's not that I don't bet the horses that I give out, but, you know, I'm a multi-leg player and, uh, you know, a player like that. So I'm not really betting a sizable amount of money to win on these horses. I just kind of need the cards to fall where they may in the other races. Uh, and last week with the horse that I like, Seti, did very well. The double paid an, an up and upwards of uh, two hundred dollars, and the uh, the pick three was uh, two hundred and change for a two dollar. So we did quite well on that. Hopefully, everybody else did as well. As the uh, not only my horse uh, that I liked, Seti was uh, the winner at eleven dollars. Told you to throw the favorite out, and he was nowhere on the ticket at four to five. So we did all right this uh, last week. Well. We talked about it last week. We know where you stand. And, you know, this is the only way that I actually get horses out because Pete's very tight-lipped and he's a, he's a professional. He does. I guess he looks at it like this. I do the homework. Why should I share it for free? And you know what? This is the only way I get any Pistol Pete hot plays of the day. Pistol, lay one out on us. Well, I'm going to start off with a little bit of a caveat here. We did this a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, uh, when baseball players get hot, they tend to get a little bit more aggressive at the plate. and Maybe they're swinging at pitches they shouldn't swing at. And that very well may, may be the case with myself here with uh, the race that I'm going to look at for tomorrow's card at River Downs. This is, uh, quite frankly, no offense to anybody who's in the race. This is a horrible race. 
Um, but I do see some uh, definite value here. Now, I may be making this up in my own mind, you know, maybe uh, looking for something that might not be there, but I think it's definitely worth talking about. Uh, the race is the seventh race on the card tomorrow. Uh, Non-winners in two years. It should, for those of you who have been listening, it should be no surprise to hear me want to talk about one of those races. They're actually my favorite kind of races for price, uh, price horses. Um, these horses going just five furlongs. Now, that's interesting because a lot of times at River Downs, we don't write the non-winners of uh, race in two years going five-eighths. It's usually going five-and-a-half and six furlongs. So it really opens the door for a horse like the one Camp China to be effective. He is your eight-to-five morning line favorite. Now, even at the five-furlong distance, uh, I would implore everybody listening to throw Camp China right out. Um, hopefully he does uh, go off the morning line of eight-to-five. This is a horse that... Quite frankly, can't finish a race. It doesn't matter if he's going five furlongs or five and a half. Uh, he goes to the lead uh, fairly quick uh, and backs up. So um, the horses that I like, I, I, I actually, this is the first week I've called in. I don't really have a, uh, a dead-on play for anybody. I uh, just wanted to talk about this race because I really see some value here. Uh, a couple of horses caught my eye, the seven-horse little bit of zip. Uh, debuting for trainer Dennis Hall. I don't know who Dennis is, but he's seven wins out of 23 starts on the year. So anybody that can bat 30% around these parts is doing all right. Uh, he's given this horse a freshening since April at Beulah Park. Now, this horse, back in the day when he was racing in Southern California, for those of you in Southern California, this horse could flat-out fly. Um, he draws good. He draws the outside. He has, still has a very quick first gear. So maybe Sanchez will hustle him away. Andre's the kind of rider that likes to turn his heads, uh, the horse's heads loose early. Uh, he's 10-1 to on the morning line. I think you'll probably get about that price on him. Maybe you include a little bit of zip for the multi-leg tickets. Another horse I want to touch on just because of an angle uh, that I want to make sure the public's aware of is the five-horse Air Hadif. Now, he's 12-1 to on the morning line. A couple of interesting notes with Air Hadif. Cap China has raced against Air Hadif twice. And Air Hadif has beat him both times. So you're going to take 8-5 to five on Camp China, or you're going to get about 12-1 to one on Air Hadif. I'll go for the latter. Air Hadif's coming out of the races at Pinnacle Racecourse. And I was on the regular guy's show with John Engelhardt the other night, and I uh, made mention of the fact that horses that are racing in Detroit coming back to other racetracks are running well. And here's why. The track up there is very, very deep. Uh, it's a track that a lot of horses don't care for. If you like the pedicle racing surface, you can be very effective on it. But if you don't like it, it's not, it's not something that you grow to like. Uh, so this horse is coming out of two very, very bad races at Pentacle, uh, seven furlongs and five furlongs respectively. Didn't earn very good figures for those races, but he should be fit in here. The last time he raced at River Downs, it was going a mile, so I'll throw that out. This is what we talked about, uh, Ed going digging a little bit. Uh, four races back, he was beaten nine lengths. Uh, the winner of that race was Radio Ball, second-place horse Cracker Box Palace. That race ended up being pretty strong, Ed. So uh, Airhead Death actually has a win, uh, and to his credit, at Beulah. It was gate to wire. Don't envision him getting the lead in here, but he should be close with the Sen-type rider and Yuri Uranga. Airhead Diff maybe with a shot at 12-1. to 1. Also look at the 7, little bit of zip. Just go for a price in the 7th. It's the bomber special in the 7th race at River Downs. Tomorrow going 5 furlongs. Pete, we love it when you start pumping out the... Uh the uh, the gold there and uh, you know when you when you made mention early on you said you know it's a horrible race <laughs> I love the honest the, the the honest approach now you know I, I heard you talked about a rider it was no slam on on anyone it, it was it was a change of riders I believe you you were you were alluding to nothing personal it's only from a handicapping perspective and that's what it's all about what we're talking 
And 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 I think. Well, and you also have to remember that we're talking on Winning Ponies, affiliated with Winning Ponies, and all the great folks in charge of the radio show. We're not talking on River Down to simulcast feed here, so right. I can be a little bit more open about the quality of the race on your program as opposed to uh, saying that on the air at River Downs. The uh, Jack, our general manager and boss, might not take too kindly to that. <laughs> the true, but I I do appreciate the honest. Uh, and uh, the the way you uh, you actually get right in between it and and make it all happen, Pete. We're got to head out to a break, but we're going to be focused on a race number seven tomorrow at River. Yes, you are. Good luck to everybody, Pete. Thanks for the call in, and I'll see you tomorrow at the race, my friend. Have a great evening, Pistol Pete. I am, my friends. Seventh race at River. Look it and book it and dial it up on Winning Ponies. Time to head out to a break. When we return, final furlong handicapping here on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right from high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. If I had a million and welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. On behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank Mr. Matt Cordenbrock for taking his time. And Pistol Pete for doling out some information on the 7th Race of River tomorrow that actually may yield some value. I would say get right on your Winning Ponies data and try to flush that out. Final furlong handicapping. We're going to have to move at a little quicker pace, but I think we're ready just the same. Arlington Park on Saturday. Let's go to the 5th Race, a mile and 316th on the turf. I love Pure Clan. Julian Lay Peru looks really good for Bob Holtis. Two 
off the layoff. Oh, my goodness. Holtis is a 47% in-the-money gunner. On to the sixth race at Arlington, and, and I, I, I like a runner here, but it's actually worth a, worth a small play. You know, I'm not going to say, you know, tap out on it, and that is Captain Bullet Bob Asubiarazzo for uh, Tony Reinstetler aboard. Actually, two for two in the money at Arlington, two for two in the all-weather. Second off of, a, off of a trip from Churchill Downs in the sixth race at Arlington Park, Captain Bullet Bob. Seventh race, a mile and three sixteenth, the American Derby, grade two. Love the three, giant oak. Say little, say no more, bet early, bet often. Seventh race at Arlington on Saturday, giant oak is your winner. In the ninth at Arlington, I love two horses, and I think you need to box them up in the ninth race at Arlington. The Akaluna, number four with Julian Le Peru and Anson the three, both look incredibly tough, and I think they're going to fit very well in the ninth race, the Diamond Ring, the three and the four in the ninth at Arlington Park on Saturday. Race number 10, the Pink Ribbon, a $50,000. Very nice little race there. I like to if I classify Steve Asmussen's trainee coming in, loves the turf, stakes winner, mayor, and I say bet early, bet often. On to race number 11 at Arlington Park, the $200,000 Arlington Sprint. Get all you can of the deuce. Chamberlain Bridge. Race number 12, a mile and a quarter on the turf at Arlington. The Arlington Handicap. I'm going to go way to the outside, and if he draws in, lights out. Thaba Zimbi, Julian Lepru, and Bill Mott. These guys are batting 100% in the money together. In the dam of this winter, it's thrown a 10 turf winners. So there's Arlington in a nutshell, and as we are drilling closer, we'll start with the 7th at Belmont. Seventh at Belmont takes me to Gio Ponte. Love Gio Ponte in the seventh race at Belmont. Ramon Dominguez, Christophe Clement, they're winning 33% together the last 60 days. Seventh at Belmont in the Man Award, Gio Ponte is my play. The eighth race at Belmont, nice little runner here, and that would be Meriwether Jessica. Cornelia Velasquez riding for Linda Rice. We got a deep down body closer here. Four-year-old Philly by Freud looks really good. Actually, four for four in the money at Belmont. So those are my Belmont plays. And then we go on to Calder because there are tremendous races at Calder and at Arlington. The fourth at Calder look no further than the five, Mr. Nightlinger. Mr. Nightlinger just outclasses in the fourth race at Calder in this five furlong. The turf sprint handicap, Mr. Nightlinger, get all that you want. In the fifth race at Calder, the J.J.'s dream for 100000 setting the rate, the eight runner. You're going to go a little bit farther out. Setting the rate is eight, or excuse me, six to one. Jose Lescano aboard really looks good. Race number race number eight, excuse me, at Calder is the carry back stakes for two hundred thousand dollars. Look no further than the favorite, the one, your lucky man, Jermaine Brijmahan at nine to five on the rail. The rail is winning at eighteen percent. That is the eighth race at Calder, the one. Race number nine, the Princess Rooney. Can you beat Indian Blessing? Of course you can. Let's try with Dubai Majesty. Do my Majesty in the Princess Rooney at Calder, and I think you're going to get a light-em-up price. The 10th at Calder, the Smile Sprint, 
You're not going to beat this one. You're not going to beat the four. Benny, the bull, six to five. Edgar Prado for Richard Dutro. The bull is going to bull his way through the China shop in the 10th at Calder. Race number 11, the American Dream, a $55,000 turf race. Get all you want of the four grand cash. There we are for speed handicapping in the final furlong. And time definitely flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. Winning Ponies would like to thank this week's special guest, Mr. Matt Quarterback and Pistol Pete Aiello for his plays of the week. And thank you for taking the time to tune in. So until next week, may all your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.